Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, Greg McAfee here, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show, where we're going to discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to the next level, and ultimately follow your dreams. And today we're going to be discussing how to celebrate victories, how long to celebrate victories, and how long to cry about defeat. So I'm sure here we've all experienced victories. You know, victories are fun. Small victories, large victories, whatever it might be. Uh, there's all We're all about victories, right? We're all about winning. Hopefully, if you own a business, you should be all about winning. If you're in, if you're in sales, you should be all about winning. Uh, but we're also going to talk about defeat and failure and just how long should we cry about it? How long should we sob? How long should we worry about failing? Um, so this is going to be some good stuff today. Um, and let's face it, as business owners, we're all about progress. We're all about victory. We want our team to win in everything they do. Um, so, you know, I heard a, uh, I had to pause for a minute because I, I, I read, uh, I was listening to an audio book. So let's just say I heard um, someone say that it had to do with combat, actually. And they said something like, um, we don't practice to get it right. We practice to never get it wrong. And boy, that hit home for me because we're practicing to not get it wrong um, in a home. Since we deal with homeowners and we deal with homes, residential market, um, we're practicing to not have a recall. So we're practicing hard. We're training, constantly training here at McAfee. Um, we're in heating and air. We're in HVAC. And we're constantly doing training from soft skills to hard skills, but we're training to never get it wrong. We're training to never have a recall. That's what we're training for. So we, we try to find ways lead, as leaders, great leaders find ways to honor their team members who are making things happen. And you know, if you have a team member who's making things happen, you're going to honor them. You better be honoring them um, because that's also contagious. When, when they get um, recognized for making things happen, other people say, hey, I want to be recognized too. I need to make things happen. So, and that's how it works. So um, they make things happen um, and then we celebrate their successes. And, I'm, and, and they do too, but we celebrate their successes and their victories. And uh, what many don't know is one thing that makes people excel long-term is progress. They've got to know they're making progress. It doesn't always take uh, giving them a trophy. It doesn't always take bringing them up front. It just means letting them know they're making progress. And when I had the privilege of interviewing my son, Travis, he talked about the millennials. They, they don't need 
They don't need a lot of praise as, as much as people think they do. They just need to know they're doing a good job so they can keep doing a good job and improving. That's what they need to know. And reality is everyone needs to know that. They just need to know they're doing well. If you don't let them know, if their supervisor does not let them know they're doing well, a lot of times they don't know. And you might say they should, but they don't. And they need to know, hey, you're doing well. Here's what you might work on a little bit, but you're doing this extremely well. Keep up the great work. That's all it takes. So the power of progress is the fuel needed to keep moving for all of us. We need progress. We, we need to see, um, you know, we need to see things happening. We need to see the wheels moving. When, when the wheels stop moving, there's lack of progress. Okay. If you're in Ohio, if you're in uh, temperatures or demographics like Ohio weather, um, you know, when the wheels stop turning, it's not a good thing. Um, if you're somewhere else like um, Arizona or Florida, um, you're, you, you don't understand that concept or you, you have very little understanding of it. Uh, you might have a month of slow time, but we have months of slow time. Um, but anyway, um, we have a great team here at McAfee, um, but we had a, uh, we had a comfort advisor uh, close 19 sales in a row. Um, 19 sales in a row. I was calling some of my uh, HVAC uh, friends who own HVAC businesses and I said, have you guys ever heard of this? Has it ever been done? And uh, honestly, nobody could say yes. So pretty proud. Yes, I'm pretty proud. And I let him know, great job. Um, you know, he was shooting for 20 um, and he got to that 20th one and they just were bound and determined to get those three estimates, no matter what he said. But 19 in a row, high-end, full-system sales. I'll tell you what, that deserved um, letting him know, good job, and uh, that was a record. That was a record at McAfee. It's probably a, a record somewhere else too, but definitely at McAfee. Um, so uh, Sun Tzu said, uh, victorious warriors win first and then go to war, while defeated warriors go to war first and then seek to win. I want you to think about that. Victorious warriors win first and then they go to war. They're winners going to war, while defeated warriors go to war first and then they try to win. They seek to win. So, um, you know, we want to, we want, for the training purposes, that sets people up for success. When we're constantly training uh, to avoid them not getting it right in a home, that's setting them up for success. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I provide an atmosphere where people can succeed and get ahead. That's the atmosphere I want. That's the app. That's the culture we have. And it comes from um, a lot of training. It really does. Role-playing, class training, one-on-one, -on -one, group, whatever it takes. You know, many people have uh, what I call a mental dump. Uh, you can call it a brain dump or a brain something, right? 
when something good happens to them, for some reason, the pressure is let off. They let off the gas pedal. The pressure's let off and they start to get comfortable. And I've spoke on that um, either the last podcast or the one before it about the dangers of becoming complacent. Okay. So that's a red flag. When it normally follows success, it normally follows when something good happens for some reason, the pressure's let off and they get comfortable. So that's a major red flag. Some might call it a yellow flag. Get ready for the, get ready to look for a red. Okay. But regardless, it's a red flag. And, uh, and for most people, the tendency to celebrate too much can become a habit. So you've, you've got, you've got to look for, you've got to, there's a, a fine balance. If I can get this out correctly, it, there's a fine balance. Okay. Um, we don't want to get comfortable. Not enough winning in the world actually can get me comfortable. And I know you, a lot of you are like that, but some of you have a tendency to get comfortable after so many wins. By the way, um, there was a certain period of time where I were, I was winning award after award after award in our area, in our, um, community and from different organizations, I was just, we were just on a roll and we were winning award after award after award. And I had a really good friend owned a heating and air conditioning company. And, and unfortunately he passed away at a very young age, very tough. It was very tough for me. I was good friends with him. He was a great competitor. His wife took over and I called her one day and I said, Hey, I'm up for this award and I need a, um, competitor in our industry to write me a recommendation. Would you mind doing that? And uh, I was floored with her answer. She said, Greg, you've won too many awards as it is. Let someone else win. Quite a bit different than her husband because her husband would not have hesitated to write me a letter. Uh, And I would do the same for him. I would have done the same for her. Um, However, Uh, for most people, the tendency to celebrate too much becomes a habit. Um, Evidently, she was just um, envious of our winnings. Um, And yes, I was floored, but I also thought, we're just going to continue to take your market share and continue to beat you now. So, uh, and that's what, that's just, that's how I do. I don't hold a grudge. I just continue to do whatever it takes to take market share. So it's, it's great to honor progress. It really is. Everyone, all, all your team members, um, you should be honoring their progress, either through you, through their manager, whatever it takes. Uh, training managers is a good thing to know how much to reward, uh, when to reward, which we're going to talk about, and all that kind of stuff. So it's great to honor progress and small victories, but don't celebrate until the job is completed. And... Uh, and completed correctly, okay? Because you could go in and celebrate way too early and the job's not over yet and then something happens and uh, it really, the whole thing turns upside down. So it's okay to say, hey, you guys are on time, keep it going, but it's not okay to give too much. It's not okay to give too much praise when the job's not completed yet. And, uh, 
Do, do not let the small victories get in the way of the bigger victory. So don't let the small victories get in the way. Uh, it's not, it's just not time to celebrate yet. And, um, there was an article written by, uh, John Mashney. Um, he said, there's a story about an ancient Spartan warrior. I'm going to read this, uh, right from it here instead of looking over there. Um, there's a story about an ancient Spartan warrior who won the equivalent of the modern day Olympics for his victory. The warrior received an incredible, valuable trophy. It was nearly priceless, adorned with gold and jewels, a magnificent work of art that symbolized the champion's victory. The warrior graciously accepted the incredible trophy. It was an awesome symbol of victory. However, the day after completion, the warrior sold the trophy. And then he kept training. You see, the trophy was an expression of how other people felt about this warrior's achievement. But the warrior was focused on his own internal barometer of success. So I want to stop right there. What is your barometer of success? Are you satisfied with how far you've come along so far? Are you satisfied with how you're doing? Are you satisfied with how your company is doing? Are you satisfied with the training in, in, internally within your company? Are you satisfied with basically overall, are you satisfied with your revenue? Are you satisfied with the position you're in in your territory among your competitors? In other words, if there's 2,000 competitors, where do you fall? Are you satisfied with that? We can't let celebration of any victory distract us from the big picture. Whatever that big picture is to you. My goals continue to go on. We hit a goal, we've got a new goal. We hit a goal, we've got a new goal. When someone congratulates, congratulates us for a small victory and tells us that's amazing, hear what Navy SEAL Jocko Willinks suggests us to say. Now, this is really good. If you've never read anything of what Jocko writes, uh, it would be worth the read for sure. Uh, he says this, the milestone is good and keep going. When the significant change takes place, it's not over yet. Okay, those were my words. So Jocko said, um, the milestone is good, now keep going. Push yourself to the next one, and the next one, and the next one, whatever those may be. And then I say, when the significant change takes place, which is the milestone, it's not over yet. As a matter of fact, in some cases, it could have just begun. And here's a couple story. I'll use my kids here. Use both my kids because at different ages, similar things happened. My daughter ended up playing basketball from like second grade all the way through her junior year. Right now, she's a senior and uh, she's getting some official visits 
from some pretty big colleges uh, for um, for her to row on the rowing team uh, for these schools, and uh, it's pretty cool. So she decided not to play basketball this year, um, which hurt us for a minute, but it's her choice, and it's very wise. If she were to get hurt in basketball, it could keep her from rowing. So we now, after we've thought about it for a little while, we're good with it. We support her 100%. Uh, but my son, he uh, he played a lot of sports. He played football and baseball and uh, track and wrestling. But when he was younger, he would play basketball, but he would just get fouled out all the time and decided it wasn't the game for him. However, in um, fifth grade, around fifth grade, my son was playing basketball, and he had a coach that constantly told his whole team, great job, great job, great job, but they never won. So my my son took it upon himself, went to the coach one-on-one, and said, Coach, could could you please not tell us we're doing good? when we're not. I was proud of him. I said, great job. Thank you for stepping up as a fifth grader and telling this coach that. Because it's okay to hear you're not doing well. It's okay to hear you're not progressing progressing when you're not. It's okay. And then a similar thing happened to my daughter around ninth grade. We had a we had a coach. She had a coach. When your kids play, it's your coach too, right? But she had a coach that it was all about positive, 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 positive. And honestly, she had her worst year when she played in the AAU teams and she had these really tough, hardcore coaches who basically weren't afraid to tell you you're doing something wrong. And they might even tell it at a loud tone. She got used to that. She actually liked it. And she said, Dad, I thrive. I play better with those kind of coaches. wonder why. (laughs) Okay. Um, So anyway, both of them had similar experiences when they have coaches that, that are constantly too positive. And as a leader, we can't be constantly too positive. You're not helping your team at all. When there's a victory and there's progress, let them know. But don't celebrate until the final victory, till it's over, till we won. Spend spend time. Okay, so as far as the victory goes, victories, uh, how much time do we spend? Um, Spend time reflecting on your wins because there are many lessons that can help you grow and help your team grow. Now let's talk about failure and defeat. We all experience failure and defeat. Uh, if you have not, I want to meet you. Okay. Um, the sooner you accept that you lost, if you as soon as you accept the loss, or ex, as soon as you've accepted losing then you can focus on forging ahead. And the quicker a new opportunity is going to come your way. But you have to admit that you lost. You may have to admit you sucked at it. You may have to admit it didn't work. I don't know what it is about not being able to admit that. I mean, is that an ego thing we talked about before? Is that a pride thing we've talked about before? 
Get over yourself. Everyone fails. Everyone loses. Okay? Everyone. So, the quicker a new opportunity will come your way when you admit that. And successful people don't pout about losing very long. Yes, we hate to lose. I hate to lose. I hate to lose if my kid's playing on a team, I hate for I hate for us to lose. I hate to lose a job to another a competitor, I hate it. And I basically I've told you this before, but I will do whatever it takes to win the job. Within reason. Um but successful people acknowledge their mistakes. They face the facts. They admit them and get on with life. Quite the opposite of a non-successful person. First of all, they dwell on it forever. They dwell on their loss. They're kicking rocks forever. And they don't want to share it with anyone. They don't want anybody to know they failed. I got news for you, folks. Everyone fails. Everyone. Everyone that has walked this earth, except for Jesus, has failed. Everyone. And more than once. And... Here's the good news. The most successful people have failed the most. Now get this. This is, this is, this is motivating to me. Um, in a small business article that I just read recently, uh, Bill Bartman was named one of the wealthiest people in the world by Forbes in 1997. So yeah, it goes back a ways. But he once lost $3 million, Sorry. He once lost $3 billion, but he didn't wallow in self-pity. He didn't cry about it. Was he, was he disgusted? Absolutely, but he didn't stay there. Here's what he says. He said, we all stumble and fall. Maybe I've done it more than most, but you can learn so much if you just open your eyes rather than blame everyone else and feel pity for yourself. He says, you need to dust yourself off, turn around, get back up, and learn what you could have done differently. Amen to that. Amen to that. We'll all be much more successful if we can do what he just said. He said, when you, when you can do that, big things can result. And that was from Bill Bartman, Commercial Financial Services, Inc. He was the founder. So we have to experience, when we fail, we have to experience forward thinking. We have to think forward, not backwards. What, what can I learn from this mistake? What can I learn from this error? What can I learn from this loss? What can I learn from this defeat? Defeat. I mean, I've, had, I've, had, uh, I've coached some, some business owners that have experienced some very terrible personal defeat. From, from divorce to death in the family, and it's just terrible. And definitely there's, there's more time to cry about a death than there is just a simple loss, but you can't stay there, folks. You can't stay there. And the person that died wouldn't want you to stay there. You, you have to never forget that person. Not saying that at all. Never forget that person. And remember all the good times you've had. But you, it, it, you do, there is a time where you have to move on. 
and get on with your life. And yes, that's easier said than done. I get that. But don't dwell in, don't dwell on the past. Only learn from it and move on. You see, most of us were taught that failure is bad. And so if we fail, we first try to cover it up. We try to cover up our failure. And then we're tempted to throw in the towel and give up. Well, what good is that? You've just learned something extremely valuable that's going to help you. That's going to help you and keep you from doing it again. Bring it out in the light. You know what? I have, I have, if you want to Google this, uh, Ford Taylor uh, had come up with a six-point apology like no other apology. It's actually how you're supposed to apologize. You can Google it. Ford Taylor six-point apology, and you can learn how to apologize. Um, but I had to apologize to my entire team. Here's what I, here's what I did wrong. I admit it. Will you forgive me? And is there anything else I've done that needs your forgiveness? Um, I'm probably missing one in there, but it's a six-part apology. But we have to admit when we're wrong, what? drop the ego. Drop that ego and admit when you're wrong and you have failed. Now, there there have been guys that have failed to where they've had to go from 20 employees, you know, down to four. It was that big of a failure. But guess what? They got to start all over again. They did have an opportunity to start over again. They didn't throw in the towel. They kept going and they've rebuilt. They rebuilt that four back to 40. Okay. So successful people use failure as stepping stones for sure. And they climb out of their troubles. We actually, successful people get motivated by failures and use those failures to continue to win. So also, I want to end with this. I want to end with a couple of little things here, but I want to end with this. Uh, Show compassion on others when they fail. You know, when, um, when I was going through a hard time in my business and I made a poor decision of posting something very insensitive on Facebook, I had a, a quote I don't even want to call them a competitor. I had another HVAC company in my area contact all my people, whether it was Facebook, LinkedIn, even made a couple calls to my business and tried to get them to move from us to them. Why would you want to work for McAfee anyway? That's low, guys. That's low, low, low. That's about as low as you can get. Uh, honestly, that company in my eyes will never be successful because of crap like that. That's low life mentality right there. I have had, uh, in, in a different case, and I'm not blowing my own horn and I'm, I'm far from perfect. I've just learned a lot from doing things wrong. I've learned from my failures. I've learned from my defeats. There was another company that was going through a hard time. And I gave them a call and said, hey, if you need us to pick up any of your service calls, we, we can help you out. We can do that. I, I've taken a, comp- I've taken a uh, newspaper ad out of a newspaper, a business section where one of my competitors, actually my competitor this time, 
had built a new building and they did a whole big story on them and I took it and I had it completely framed. I called their office to find out what color carpet um, was in a certain office um, and uh, they gave me blue. So I did the, I had the company do the background in blue and I brought in this big picture frame and congratulated them on their new building. Guys, take the high road every time. It pays off. Take the high road. Um, I just heard, I, I just read something on Facebook where it's a, it's a, um, a group of HVAC guys, mostly I'm sure there's some other electricians and plumbers in there, but somebody posted, um, that a company got, um, what's it called? Um, the department of labor came in and did an evaluation and audit on their company. They got audited. That's the word. Uh, they got audited. Well, on this post, it was like bashing this company that they had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. And, you know, I read it a couple times and I thought, well, you know, this, this, there are companies out there that are just complete um, hacks and they rip people off. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. We need to be careful about throwing them under the bus because we had depart, the Department of Labor come in our business, and I run, I run a tight ship, high integrity business. And they did a complete audit, and they couldn't find enough in two years going back. They had to go back an additional year to find, they found like $40,000 worth of fines. Um, and that's only because we were having our technicians call the uh, customer on the way to work on the way to the job rather, before they clocked in. So we had to go back and pay them every time they called a customer to say I'm on my way and they figured it at a half hour worth all times technicians and installers for three years. They will find something on you if they come in, but they will find something on every company that I know of if they come in. So be careful before you throw another company under the bus because you could be next. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. All right, wrapping it up here. Uh, John Maxwell says he gives himself 24 hours to celebrate and 24 hours to get over a defeat. And that's it. Then he, he's moving on. Put the tro Sell the trophy, right? Sell that trophy. Put it in a box. Get rid of it. Okay. Before we wrap up here, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. And uh, you can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes, or if you prefer uh, a listening platform. Um, I'm having great feedback from um, a lot of different uh, contractors listening to this. Uh, they tend to like what I stand for. I make them think different. That's just my calling. That's what I do best, try to do. And that's why it's important for you to keep listening. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It's at the Greg McAfee Show, no spaces or underscores. Uh, be sure to tune in next week when we will discuss fostering the culture of innovation. And uh, that's going to be interesting, folks fostering a culture. We're going to break down exactly what culture means, and we're going to foster of a culture 
of innovation. Uh, thanks for listening, and as always, carry on.